Welcome to 24-Hour Expert. You'll enjoy this podcast if you're someone who likes learning about different topics or just enjoys a good old fun fact. I'm Allie. And I'm Dan. Each week, we challenge each other to become an expert on a random topic in just 24 hours. Now it's time to find out how much we've learned. Dan, hi. Hi, Allie. Are you ready for another episode? I am ready. All right, you're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. This week, the topic is mollusks. I'm super excited. And did you know this actually, it marks a milestone for us? It does. It's our very first listener-submitted topic. Yay! Thank you, listeners. This was a fun topic. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I When I first saw it, I was like, I don't know about this, but I, I trust in your ability to become an expert. Thank you. Thank you. I I didn't. So I had this picture in my head and tell me if you thought the same thing, that a mollusk was an animal, like just a singular, this is what it is, animal. So to be completely honest with you, I didn't even get that far. I thought it was just something on the floor of the ocean. So mollusks are actually a group of animals. It's not just one animal, like I thought. Okay, so I have kind of a stupid question. When we say animal, are we just referring to anything as an animal or is animal something specific? Animal is an animal, not like an insect or a plant, like animal as like the animal kingdom. Okay, so would you say a salmon? Is that an animal? Yes, because it's a fish. It's an animal. The definition of a mollusk is a soft-bodied invertebrate, usually wholly or partially enclosed in a calcium carbonate shell that covers their body. Some do have the shell, some don't. Some have more of an internal protein shell. Along with insects and vertebrates, mollusks are one of the most diverse groups in the animal kingdom, and there's a guesstimate between 100,000 and 150,000 different known species of mollusks. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. So guess like an animal that you think belongs in the mollusk category. Okay, I would say, ooh, let's say one of those sea tube things. You know, like the blue, 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 blue at the bottom of the ocean. They kind of look like a... Like a sea cucumber? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, a sea cucumber. Okay, well, you may have already gotten me there because I'm not sure if sea cucumbers fall into. I don't think sea cucumbers are considered a mollusk. So common ones that most people will have heard of are snails, clams, mussels, squids, and octopods. I didn't know that snails were mollusks. Yeah, neither did I, because I thought a mollusk, like in my head, when we had mollusk on our list of topics, I'm thinking like a clam looking creature, and it's just that. But it's, like I said, a category of animal. It's also weird to me that snails and squids are in the same family. Right. That is that is wild. Right. Yeah. So looking into this, things that mollusks have generally in common are three body regions. They have their head, a visceral mass, and a foot. The head is where, you know, the sense organs are and the brain. The visceral mass are where all their internal organs are kept. The foot is if you think of like a snail, it's the part that touches the ground. Visceral mass to me sounds like something I don't want anything to to do with. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weird. But it's just, it's I guess, the pouch that holds all their organs. So kind of maybe like our chest cavity. Sure. It, be, it makes me think of like, oh, man, my stomach did not agree with dinner. 
and I'm feeling that there's going to be a visceral mask. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's funny. Also, just a foot, just one foot. Yeah. So like that whole under part is considered a foot. Now, obviously, squids and octopuses or octopi, I guess both are grammatically correct. Just a fun fact for you there. Um, obviously, they have arms and legs and tentacles instead of just a singular foot like a snail or like a clam or a mussel does. Sure. That makes sense. And then also the mollusks that have shells, so like a snail, have a part of them called a mantle. And it's actually the thing that, well, I guess more than just snails, because I guess squids and octopuses have them as well. But the mantle in a snail, for example, is the part that secretes the shell. So like that's why the shell keeps getting bigger and bigger because this mantle keeps secreting it and it grows and then it gets all swirled around and around. So they're not born with a shell. The shell grows with their body. Yeah. So as they get bigger, their shell gets bigger. So it's not like a hermit crab that uses a shell from something else. And then, you know, when it gets too big, finds a new home. They grow their own. That is very interesting. Yeah. And it kind of made me think like, I don't know that the mechanism is the same. But it made me think of, you know, like fingernails, how you, they just like come out of your fingers. Like that's what I was picturing in my head when I was reading the description of what the mantle does. Yeah. Where do fingernails come from? That's weird. I've never thought of that. Oh, that could be a whole other podcast. Okay. Um, so one quick other thing about the mantle and then we'll move on. So the mantle also encloses the gills, anus, and like I said, it's what excretes the shells. Yes, Dan. Are you giggling because I said anus? I am. <laughs> that word will never not be funny. Uh, <laughs> we're also very mature here on the podcast. So within mollusks are also different categories, if you will, within it. So for example, a gastropod is like a snail, a conch, or like a limpet. I don't know if you've ever heard of a limpet. I had not. No, I've heard of the first two, but let's just get it out of the way. We went from anus to gastropod. So I'm, I'm sensing a theme here with mollusks. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's just the class that like within mollusks that snails would fall, for example. So the word conch, is that how you say it? Yeah. I mean, could you spell it for me? C-O-N-C-H-E-S is obviously the multiple. Okay. Yeah, I would say conch. And, and it makes me think of like one of those tacky necklaces you'd get in Florida. Okay, well, those are puka shells, but the conch would be like the big spiral one, like if you were at like a Hawaiian ceremony or something that they blow into to make that kind of horn sound. Oh, okay. That's what a conch is, like one of those big shells. And actually, there's two accepted pronunciations of it. So conch, like we would say, or a knock, if I'm saying that right. I was practicing on Google, but I still don't know that I'm saying right. But there's the fun fact is there's two different ways to say it. Both are acceptable. What was the second way? A knock. Like K-N-O-K would be like phonetically. Oh, and it's spelled the same way. Yeah, so it's spelled the same way, but both pronunciations are acceptable to use. Are there any words that you grew up pronouncing totally incorrect? I'm sure there are, but like off the top of my head, I can't think of something. So do you remember the game Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yes. So I used to play that game all the time. And the word that I never understood was the word Q-U-E-U-E. -E. Like a Q? Like a Q, yeah. For some reason, it was the first time I'd ever seen that word. I had always, I in my head, I always pronounced it Kwiwi. Oh, like a Q. You said Kwiwi. Finally realized, oh, I've been saying that wrong a really long time. 
Yeah, I think the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head is like the name Zoe is spelled like Z-O-E. And I was calling that Zoe, but I guess Zoe is actually Z-O-E-Y. Oh, I'm learning this for the first time. I would have, if I would have seen Z-O-E, I would have thought Zoe as well. Yeah, I thought so. And maybe I'm still wrong, but I'm pretty sure because there's this book my daughter has. It's like Bedtime with Zoe, Z-O-E. And one of the people who helped me watch her during the day reads it Bedtime with Zoe. And I was reading it Bedtime with Zoe. I think this means we have another 24-hour expert podcast apology to Zoe's. Sorry, Zoe's and Zoe's because we've been screwing up your name this whole time. All right. So let's get back to mollusks. I had never heard of a limpet, and I wanted to look what that was. And actually, it's very similar to a mussel or a clam, but if it only had one half of the shell. So it's like if a clam and a snail had a baby. So it's a clam top, but the foot of a snail. And it sticks on to like rocks and things, and it's in the ocean. Allie, I have a good joke for you. I guess I, I, I can't say it's a good joke. What's Limp Biscuit's favorite mollusk. A limpet. A limpet. Terrible. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I, mean, I like the effort. That was good. <laughs> All right. So just another little fun fact for you. Um, there's actually a festival in Madeira just for limpets. Really? Yeah. Like they have a special way that they prepare them and it's part of a festival that they do. That's kind of fun. Yeah. And you can go to the beach and you can harvest them. I don't know the rules on ocean harvesting, but you need a very flat blade because they stick really well to rocks. They're really hard to get off. So you have to like swipe them off with a flat blade real quick. Apparently, it's very hard to do. I just feel like they wouldn't have any flavor. Like that's one of those things like a mushroom where I don't I don't feel like mushrooms have flavor. They're just a texture covered in some other flavor. Um, I could see that because mussels, you know, really get their flavor from whatever you cook them in. So I'm sure it's very similar. But also one more limpet fun fact for you here. The only part of the limpet you eat is the foot. Oh, I mean, oh. Everything else you have to cut off. So you're just eating cooked limpet feet. Mmm, that sounds delicious. I'm not skeeved at all. So let's go on to some other well-known mollusks. Let's talk about octopuses or octopi. So octopi are not a gastropod. They are a cephalopod. Okay. They are in the order... Octopoda. So for my science people out there, that's where they belong in the animal kingdom tree. So something that was interesting. So what do you call the eight things that an octopus has? Tentacles. Right. That's what I always thought they were. Tentacles, right? Mm -hmm. Barring a few exceptions, octopi have eight arms and no tentacles. Really? Yeah. So they're just considered, all of them are considered arms. Well, what's a tentacle then? So a squid... And a cuttlefish, if you know what a cuttlefish is. It's the one that looks like an octopus, but really short little arms. If you saw a picture, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I've seen these before. So squid and cuttlefish have two legs and six arms and two tentacles. I've been wrong about tentacles my entire life. Yeah, me too, because I thought they were all just tentacles. That's a really fun fact. It's one of those things where... I don't know. I try, I try not to be this person, but it's one of those things where it'd be really fun to correct someone in real life. And they're like, oh, look at that octopus and their tentacles. And then you'd be like, actually, octopuses don't have tentacles. Those are arms. 
I hope a situation comes up where I can do that and just be real snooty, but then like immediately apologize to the person. But I would just love to have the moment. And then they'd be like, no, no, prove it. And then you would Google it or have them Google it, actually. Be like, I don't need to do the work. I'm confident in my answer. And then they would Google it. And then they would realize that you were right all along. And they'll be like, Dan, Allie, you're so smart. I don't know why they're cheering. Well, because we're so smart that now there's a crowd cheering us on. Well, you know, if anybody ever challenges me, I'm going to say, you know, I'm an expert, right? Right. So I just thought that was really interesting because like you, I thought everything was just, I just call them everything tentacles. Also, I think it's really interesting that squid have beaks. Beaks? Like a bird. Are those also like the, what did you call it, the mantle? Do those grow from a mantle? No, the mantle is a different thing. So if you think of like a squid, you know, there's the body and then there's those triangle flaps that stick out on the sides of the head. That Those flaps are part of the mantle. Oh, okay. I didn't know they had beaks. Yeah, so squids have beaks, which are, you know, used to tear flesh from their prey. So the beak is made of chitin, which is also what the shells of crustaceans are made out of. Or the cell walls of fungi. So squids, they're predators? Oh, we're going to get to that, Dan. Oh, just you wait. Oh, I'm excited. Since you brought that up, let's go into dun-dun-dun, deadly mollusks. Oh, I'm excited. So another fun fact. This episode just has a lot of fun facts. All octopi have venom, but there's only a few that are fatally dangerous to humans. So the greater blue-ringed octopus is considered one of the most venomous animals that is known. Really? One bite of venom is enough to kill 10 adult human men. Ooh, that's scary. And it's not like something that they bite you and you just pee on it. No. And I think that is a old wives' tale that peeing on it doesn't help. And that's for jellyfish stings, not for octopuses. Back on topic. So what the venom does is it's basically a neurotoxin. So it starts shutting everything down. And so you go into respiratory arrest and basically suffocate, I guess. Ooh, I don't like that. And actually, this is so random, but I was just scrolling on TikTok one day and there's this video of this teenage boy. I don't know where he was on some beach somewhere holding a little baby octopus. And then the woman like duets the video and she pops in and she says something along the lines of, you need to put that down. Like, that's a blue-ringed octopus, and they are super venomous. So let's all just agree in general, let's not pick up sea creatures unless we're, like, a biologist that is super familiar with what we're picking up. Right. And I think in general, just don't go picking things up. Could you imagine if we were lower on the totem pole or there was something that was bigger than us that could just walk up and just pick us up whenever they wanted, and you just had to be cool with it? No, that'd be horrible. How does... The octopus get the venom into you. Do they bite you? Do they sting you? So that's a great question, Dan. So like a squid, an octopus has a beak. So it uses its beak and it has a drill-like tongue to break through the shell of its prey. And then in its saliva is the venom. So it just secretes its saliva. Once it's broken the shell of its prey, secretes its saliva in there, you know, paralyzes the prey, and then they eat it. Wow, that is Interesting. So that TikTok guy, he was really gambling. Yeah, because I mean, if that octopus had bit him and any of the saliva, I mean, it would be on his hand. So I, you know, assume if they can break through, if their beaks can break through shells of like a crab, let's say, they can pierce human skin pretty easily. Oh, yeah. I know this is totally off topic, but when you said drill like tongue, it actually reminded me. Did you know that ducks have corkscrew penises? I have heard that before, and it's really weird. It's wild. Totally wild. 
Like I said, let's all just be super careful and not pick up wildlife. Agreed. Do you want some more deadly mollusks? I do. I do. I want to know what to avoid. So there is a squid that is called a Humboldt squid, which are known to be pretty aggressive. And even in Mexico, they're referred to as red devils. Aggressive squid. Yeah. So there's varying theories on why they get aggressive. Some people think like, so obviously when they're aggressive, it's in the ocean. So it's to a diver. Some people think it's because of reflective gear and maybe it mimics some sort of prey or if divers are shining lights in their face and then it aggravates them. So like I said, there's varying theories on why they get aggressive, but they will actually latch on and then use their beak and their beak can tear through wetsuits. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. So this squid, it's like aggressive and it and it holds a grudge, really. Yeah. It's like, why are you in the ocean? Why are you pissing me off with your lights and your reflective gear? I'm just here minding my business, trying to get something to eat. I'm not a very adventurous person. I think we all know this. There are certain things in my life that I look at and I'm like, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. One of them, skydiving. The second thing is scuba diving. See, I would scuba dive. I think I would try it. But I'd want to be with like a professional and somewhere like that was a really known region and there's nothing scary. But yeah, skydiving, I'm with you. You'll never get me to jump out of a plane ever. Did you remember when we were snorkeling in Mexico in that really rough water? I remember snorkeling. I don't remember it being rough. Oh, it was so rough. And all those rocks, I was freaking out the entire time. And then we went into that cave and everyone's like, oh, this is really cool. I was like, we got to get out of here. Oh my gosh, I had no idea that you were freaked out. And I feel bad because I picked that excursion. No, I lo- it was fun. It was really fun. But it was, again, it was like, I was very on the, on the alert, making sure everyone was okay. Oh, well, thank you for watching out for us. We appreciated it. So another reason that we should be careful around octopuses and squids, let me hit you with a few quick facts here. They travel in big numbers. So they get aggressive. Like, for example, the Humboldt squid that I mentioned that gets is known to be aggressive can be in a group of up to 1,200 of them. Holy moly. And what are you going to do? Punch them? Like you're dead in water, quite literally. Exactly. Also, they're really easy to lose track of because they can camouflage. They're like a chameleon. They can change their skin to look like their background. So you can't even keep track of where they are because they're just, mm, nope, now I look like water. Oh, no, now I look like rocks. And like I mentioned, they have beaks. Some varieties have claws. So just, yeah, let's just avoid them in general. Tonight, I'm going to be trying to fall asleep. And I 100%, I'm going to have a nightmare of 1,200 of these squid just attacking me with their visceral masses all around me. It's going to be awful. Well, I hope you don't. But if you do, please text me because that's also kind of funny. (laughs) So I have some more deadly mollusks for you. Wow. I, you know what? I'm staying out of the ocean. That's, that's for sure. This one you're not going to like either because I want to talk about how there are some deadly freshwater snails. Oh, in the freshwater? I thought I was safe. You're not safe anywhere. So freshwater snails can carry a parasitic disease and... This is a really huge word, so I'm probably not pronouncing it correct at all. Stosisomasis? Something like that? Oh, yes. Stosisomasis. I'm sure that's not even close to how you say it, but let's all just know it is a parasitic disease. It infects nearly 250 million people a year, mostly in Asia, Africa, and South America, and it results in 
200,000 deaths a year. It's a really deadly parasite, yeah. yeah I, I would have to imagine that they're getting it from drinking unclean water, right? You can come in contact from the parasite, from the snail, yeah, just wading in the water, swimming, getting in the water in any way, and the parasite exits the snail into the water, and the parasite looks for another host. So it's actively seeking another person or animal to go into. They can go right through your skin. They end up in your body and in your blood vessels. And some people just live with them for years and don't even know um, because it's not the actual parasite that causes the disease. It's the egg. So the eggs have sharp barbs. And because they need to get out of your body, these barbs are causing damage as they're trying to leave your body and find a new host. Reminds me of this book I read where there was this type of spider that can lay eggs into your skin. And for some reason, they can't treat it. They just have to wait for the the eggs to hatch. Oh, that is the most horrible thing I've heard. I don't like that at all. So some of the symptoms of this parasite are, and obviously they're very ranging, but anemia, fatigue, and then obviously the symptoms get very severe and can cause death. And I'm sure... Because if you've ever been to a beach where they have like a posting, like if there's been jellyfish or sharks in the area. So I'm assuming like maybe if the water is known to have these snails that carry this disease, there's probably some sort of posting saying don't go in the water. I would hope. I would hope so. After this episode, I'm not touching a thing. Not a thing. Do you still want to go to the beach with me though? Yes. Oh, the beach. <laughs> We're only months away from the beach. Okay. So are you ready to play a game? I would love to play a game. So the game we're going to play is called Have You Heard Of slash Have You Eaten? Oh, well, Ellie, you know me. The answer for Have You Eaten is going to be absolutely not. Yeah, you're not a very adventurous eater. (laughs) I have the palate of a two-year-old. Actually, most two-year-olds probably have more sophisticated palates than me. (laughs) Maybe I I would say mine might. (laughs) But for the sake of the game, yes, let's play. Okay, let's play. So we're going to start really easy. Clams. Yes, I've heard of clams. No, have you eaten them? Absolutely not. Okay. Oyster. I've heard of oyster. But not eaten it? That's a definite no. I've tried oysters. I've had clams and they're fine. They don't do much for me, so I don't eat them regularly. Um, Oysters, I tried it, but it's a hard no. That whole like sucking it out of the shell and just letting it slide down your throat is not for me. Oh, and they're supposed to be an aphrodisiac. Yeah, no. It's like sucking snot out of a shell. That is my personal opinion. No shade if you're someone who enjoys oysters, but I tried a variety and I didn't see why any of them tasted different. Right. And it's all raw, right? Yeah. So the oysters I had were raw. I'm sure you can get cooked oysters, but raw oysters are not my thing. On a recent Peloton ride, Cody, one of the instructors, went off about bringing a friend who doesn't like seafood to a seafood restaurant. And he went on like, I don't know, it was like a three minute rant. And it was very funny because he was literally talking about me. I would be that person you'd bring me to one of these seafood restaurants. And I'd be like, um, are there chicken strips? Can I get the buttered noodles? Hey, that's mean. (laughs) I'm just joking. I also love a good buttered noodle. I'm just teasing you. (laughs) Those are good buttered noodles. But actually, I stained that shirt to this day. That shirt still has a stain on it. It never came out. Put some Dawn dish soap on it before you wash it. Dawn is really good at getting out grease. I mean, it's been two years. I mean, just try it. What's there to lose? It's already stained. That's true. And maybe tonight I'm going to have some buttered noodles. Actually sounds good. Okay, so back to the game. Mussels. Heard of them. 
eating them? Mm, no. I really like mussels. And I've seen mussels for me. It's like whatever sauce they come in. But my favorite part about eating mussels is you usually get bread or french fries when you get them to dip in the extra sauce, which is the best part. Oh, yeah. I mean, french fries is the best part of anything. 100%. Best part of everything. Okay, next one. Escargot. Snail? Yes, it is snails. Ooh, no, I have not had escargot. I have, and I've had it a couple times, actually. Sometimes I've thought it was really good, and sometimes I didn't get the appeal. Again, I think it's one of those things that it depends on how it's prepared. Because like you said, it's not the thing that has all the flavor. It's the flavors you put on it. Right. And I'm really glad that we got to learn another French word. That's fun. Do we want to say hi to our one listener in France? Hey, yeah, that's actually fun. We get to see all the different places where people listen from. And we have one consistent listener from France. So hi, bonjour. Hi. Okay, next in the game, calamari. Yes, I've heard of calamari. And yes, I have had calamari. Want to know why? Because it's fried. Oh, yeah. Typically, yes. Calamari is fried squid. Calamari is squid, for those of you who don't know. So when you had calamari, did you have it in like the rings or did they bring on the full on? I I think they were just like little strings. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways, depending on, you know, the squid, I assume that they use. They can just be sometimes they're rings. Sometimes it's actual little arms and legs. Just full disclosure, calamari was one of those things that I ate because it was fried and I didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh, this is good. And then someone told me what it was. And I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. And I've never had it since. But you thought it was good. Why does it matter what it is? Because the thought of it changed everything for me. So I will say I understand that there is a Lebanese dish that I really like and I refuse to learn what's in it because I know if I know, it might deter me from eating it. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want anybody to try and tell me what it is because I want to keep enjoying it. (laughs) That's fair. All right. Next one. I spelled this one phonetically, but I'm still probably going to butcher it. So sorry, everybody. Puntalitas. I've never heard of those. No. It is just deep fried baby squids. Oh, that's mean. Just they didn't get a full life. They didn't have a chance to get picked up on the beach by some random TikToker. Yeah, or attack a scuba diver. Next one, takoyaki. Uh, no. So it is a wheat flour-based batter cooked in a special molded pan, and it is filled with minced or diced octopus, tempura scraps, pickled ginger, and green onion. Yeah, we're taking quite the culinary trip. We are, we are. Okay, then last one, opihi. Have not had that one. Okay, so it is a small Hawaiian shellfish. You can eat it cooked or raw. It is a prized delicacy, and it's very important to Hawaiian culture, actually. Um, You might use it to celebrate a special occasion or a birthday, similar to how people might use caviar, like it's something special to have. So out of the six things, you've heard of about half of them, and you've only tried one. That's true. By accident. The most adventurous thing I've ever eaten in my entire life was steak tartare. Have you had it? I have not, but isn't it basically just like goopy raw steak? Yeah. We were on a work trip and I was with, it was a small group and my boss was there and she ordered steak tartare. And it was like when I was first starting with the company. So I was like trying to make a good impression and I was trying to be like a good team player. She got it as a as an appetizer and she's like, oh, try this. I, I had to muster everything I possibly could to be like, oh, okay. Took a little cracker or whatever it came with, scooped it up, ate it. I was 
so, so sick to my stomach for probably the next 12 hours, just even the thought of eating this thing. Like now I'm like, ugh. like if I was older, I would have just been like, oh, no, thank you. But when you're young and you're trying to make a good impression, you're like, okay, well, I'll try this. It was so bad. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how I tried oysters was I felt like obligated. I was with my boss and she's like, have you had oysters? And I was like, no, but that's okay. Like that I'm looking at whatever, whatever on the menu. She's like, oh no, we'll get them for appetizers. We'll share. And I'm like, Oh, no. And I was sucking them down, pretending to enjoy them. And like you said, now I'd probably be like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. This is not even appealing to me. <laughs> all right, Dan, those are all my fun mollusk facts for you. You ready for a recap? I am ready. Mollusks are soft-bodied invertebrates that are either wholly or partially enclosed in a shell or have an interior shell. They have three body regions, a head, a visceral mass, and a foot. Barring a few exceptions, most octopi have eight arms, no tentacles. All octopi are venomous, but some are fatally few. Do not pick up a cute little octopi that has little blue rings on it, because that is the most venomous. And we learned that out of the whole list of foods, Dan has only had calamari. Really, at the end of this episode... The one thing I'm really taking away is that I just need to stay completely out of the ocean and, I guess, rivers in Africa. So everyone, do with that what you will. That's your knowledge. You're free to forget it. And let's say thanks to our listener who submitted the topic. I hope we did it justice. And if there's anything we got wrong, or if you want to suggest another topic, you can email us. You can email us at 24HourExpert, spell out all the words, at gmail.com. That is also our Instagram handle, and you can follow us there. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24-Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bombino. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes.